Game one of the 2021 NBA Finals is now in the books. And for the first time in the history of the Phoenix Suns franchise, they have a series lead in the NBA Finals. It never happened in 1976. It never happened in 1993. But here in 2021, following a 13-point victory over the Milwaukee Bucks, your Phoenix Suns are up one nothing and have a series lead in the NBA Finals. Saying all of that gives me chills. It gives me goosebumps. I'm going to have them this entire podcast. Welcome to everybody who's decided to join us, whether you're watching us live on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or Twitch, or you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. We thank you for watching the Sun's Jam Session and the Sun's Solar Panel podcast. I'm bringing in real quick Matthew Lissy. Oh, it looks like you made it home in time. He's picking his nose. I He's did. happy to be here. Yeah, I thought it was going to be late tonight. You know, I was at my mama's house tonight, so I had to drive over here. She actually lives right down the hallway, so it took me a little bit to get set up, and I'm ready to go, man. How about them sons, huh? How about them sons, baby? Very excited. Oh, man, and welcome to the program, <laughs> Greg Esposito. That look, look at that playoff beard. It's looking fantastic. It looks good. Uh, did Lizzie just admit his mom lives in the house with him? Or... <laughs> he said down the hall. <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> like, like it's a dorm room? Yeah. She told me to, she told me to keep it down. With mom. Well, by the way. <laughs> The Phoenix Suns just have to play 500 basketball the rest of the way to raise the Larry O'Brien trophy. Who feels good tonight? Because I sure as hell do. Hell yeah, agree, get man. it. I'll, t- I'll tell you who who feels good. It's both Chris Paul and Devin Booker hoisting up the Larry O'Brien oh, Espo trophy. <laughs> that's actually the Gary O'Brien trophy there. That's the that's the Walmart version Beautiful. of a Larry O'Brien trophy. Would they play that's as what, hard if they knew they were going to get that in reward? Why, I don't that's know. That's why Devin looks so pissed off as he's like, I worked this hard and got this <laughs> damn thing. For those of you listening on the podcast, it's an old picture of me dressed as trophy guy, photoshopped in with Chris Paul and Devin Booker holding me up as if it's the trophy from the finals. So, uh, so yeah, for those of you that don't remember what trophy guy was, it was a guy dressed as the Larry O'Brien trophy for an ad campaign during seven seconds or less. And I dressed up as him when I was working at the, uh, at the team, I, I found a way to get that out of a closet. So that's where that <laughs> embarrassing photo comes from. It's beautiful. And, and Espo, you know, we're going to show that over and over again throughout the playoffs. When Dave gets angry or Saul gets frustrated, we'll just bring up that picture and we'll all have a good laugh and it'll take everybody <laughs> out of any funk that might exist. But there is no funk tonight after the the Phoenix Suns routed, essentially, the Milwaukee Bucks 118 to 105 in game one of the NBA finals. So there you go. Another win means another time to chug with the fellas, gents. Matthew, are you oh, chugging Pedialyte? You know Pedialyte? No, my ex-wife Pedialyte. was here last weekend, Pedialyte. so I'm clear out of liquor oh. and beer. So I apologize to everybody, but go ahead. Oh. Okay, well, we'll do this for oh. Matthew and his ex-wife. <laughs> and so I was like, what is going on? Matthew's like 12. He's got an ex-wife now? Yeah. <laughs> He's on his chug just to try to understand this shit. Yeah, in my country, you get married at 10. So <laughs> just chug it with the fellas. Let's go, boys. Chug, 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 chug. It's all awkward. It burns so good. Oh, it's my taste God. Taste of victory. Guava cider, not a good choice. Not a good choice. <laughs> you always make a bad choice. What the heck? <laughs> we got to get you just some Bud Lights, Espo. So yeah, there you go. Whatever's in the fridge, and this was my wife's, and I regret <laughs> that horribly right now. Let's well, start the show. All right, let's pop them if you got them, Suns fans. Let's talk about this game one victory over the Milwaukee Bucks, baby. So the biggest news of the night came before tip-off when Giannis Antetokounmpo was a go. It was kind of that big question mark that's been out there for a while. Will he? Won't he? Uh, Just a week ago, he hyperextended his knee in a fashion that looked pretty uh, gruesome. And, you know, he's the Greek freak for a reason. He was playing in this game. And you know what? He looked pretty good, guys. I'm not going to lie. And I'm okay with him playing because I think that with him on the court, 
the Milwaukee Bucks are even more beatable of a team. And I know, Matthew, you had mentioned some of that on our previous pod, how hmm. without Giannis, they were actually clicking better. It's kind of the Ewing theory, the Bill Simmons-Ewing theory effect. What were your thoughts on uh, hearing that Giannis was playing tonight and then seeing how he performed? Um, as a basketball fan, I was actually really, really excited because I just want to see him play. And I honestly, I'm not feeding too much into it with the injury stuff. Like, oh, they got through these series. I mean, I think Milwaukee's facing the same exact thing the Suns are. They got through lucky. I'm not feeding into that. So I just, I want to play the best. And Giannis is one of the best two-time MVP to go up against Aiton. Just that matchup alone is something that I wanted to watch in the finals. And he looked good tonight. I mean, I don't know how, what percentage he was at, maybe 80%, something like that. But you saw towards the end of the game, started getting some more momentum. So he looked healthy. So going into next game, this team seemed like they were clicking towards the end. I think that's just like the last run maybe. But it was a little bit scary too. But the Suns held him in check, and that was a good thing to see. When you have Giannis playing that way, I mean, team rebounding, Aiton started grabbing the rebounds. That's like was his main focus towards the end to kind of take Giannis out of the game. And even Cam Johnson helping out on defense. So you kind of saw the Suns' game plan against him. It worked. Whether or not he was healthy enough, I don't care. It was a great game by the Suns and great game plan. Yeah, look, Giannis does change the dynamics for the Bucks, and I won't say that the Bucks are worse with Giannis because I just I, I don't believe that's true. They're different. They're different than the team that played those final two games against Atlanta, and primarily that difference is in what Brook Lopez is asked to do. Brooke Lopez, when Giannis isn't there, is a threat under the rim. When Giannis is there, it's what it is tonight. Stand and try to make three-pointers, and if that's the Bucks' best uh, chance at winning a series, I'm feeling pretty good about, about their uh, the Suns' chances in, in this. Giannis at 80%, is, which I think he was probably around that tonight, is a guy that you can guard with a Jay Crowder, with a Torrey Craig, a guy that DeAndre Ayton can more easily keep in front of him because he doesn't have that extra step. We saw when Cam Johnson got hurt with his ankle last series and lost a little bit of speed. It changed his game. Giannis is a downhill runner, basically. A guy that wants to get to the rim, score close. When he's missing a little bit of that burst, he's not as effective doing that. And if it's free throw line and jumpers that Giannis has to, has to make, He's, he's not as much of a freak as he is when he's running downhill. So Suns need to capitalize while Giannis isn't at full strength in this series and take care of business like they did tonight. Yeah, 20 points for Giannis, 17 rebounds, 6 for 11 shooting, 1 for 2 from deep, 7 for 12 from the free throw line. And I got to admit, I think that you know all three of us are going to be at game two on Thursday, albeit in the last row in the stadium. So if you want to come visit Matthew, mm-hmm. myself, or Espo, like we'll be in literally the last row in the stadium, <laughs> but I don't care. We're going to be there for an NBA Finals game. But hearing the crowd chant and, and count every time, you know, I mean, they had 12 opportunities to do it tonight, so tonight, so they counted to roughly about 144 because I feel like they got to 12 every time. <laughs> so they counted 144 times. You know, I don't know how much that affects Giannis. I do know that my wife was watching next to me. And she's like, I'm not counting when we're going because that's just me. <laughs> he's just he's just trying to make his free throws. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. The the best thing to do probably for Suns fans is maybe just start off like six, four, just go in a different <laughs> order. Something try something different because it's not it's not really working right now. One, eight hundred, the eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually think for. It may have helped Giannis at a couple points because he sped up his motion uh, to to beat them to ten, basically, and he went two for two in in that moment. I, I, if he doesn't think, he's going to be all right. The problem is he starts thinking, and that's kryptonite to any guy that that gets the yips at the free throw line. So we'll see how it plays out. But I I love the passion. I love that fans were into it that much. It was so much so that ABC was doing split shots of the crowd while Giannis was at the free throw line. What crowd gets that much time, airtime, on an NBA Finals game? 
Not many. I'm going to tell you that. And it should be one eight hundred swears for kids if yes. we're going to keep it uh, keep it with uh, with our theme here. So, well, I'm just hoping that next time they do it, they have that wireless camera go all the way to the top so they get us counting. Because uh, I really am looking forward to being on TV. On, on Wait, Thursday. is that sitting with us? No, is I'm no. sitting the opposite side. Oh, same last row I was like, did you, you get him a ticket? Okay, I'm, a, I'm in two fourteen. So right. well, yeah, I'll be looking at you the whole time. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's like good. Matthew, watch the game. He's like, no, oh. Espo. I see he's got I think it's the orange rims on for this game. I, I feel like you want a cameraman to die though. If he has to walk that far up, way up in the mm-hmm. arena with a camera, that that's not that's that's asking for trouble. So. Yeah, that's asking a little too much. But I think that the addition of Giannis again, I think if you're a basketball fan, which all three of us are, that's what you want. You want Giannis in the in the NBA finals. I don't know one person who was like, "Oh man, Giannis is playing." No, hell yeah, dude. I want to see Giannis play. I uh, I, I I think it was uh, Zona Sports, uh, somebody who is a really good follow on Twitter and assists at Bright Side of the Suns. You know, he was mentioning on Twitter before the game how between Jokic and Giannis, the Suns have played two of the most likable MVP candidates in this playoff series. You know, Giannis is a hard guy to not like. I I, I like his aggression. I like his story. I like how he plays the game and I'm excited to see how the Suns match up against him. Cause I really think that even with him out there on the court, that the Suns are, they, we have enough to take him out of his game. And before we came on the show, Espo and I were talking a little bit about how the, the bucks performed from the three point line. I mean, they were 44% 16 for 36 from the line, which is insane, especially considering that this is a team that shot 30% thus far in the playoffs from, from deep. And I think it's, you know, a couple different things. I think it's that's what the Suns were kind of giving them. They're like, listen, we'll give you the threes. Anything on the inside is going to be a little bit tougher. You know, you saw that for for Giannis. You saw that for mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez. You saw that on the interior. I mean, we were just crashing down on the boards and just getting our hands involved and making it tough on the glass for the Bucks in this game. Right, Matthew? Yeah, honestly, it's when we played the Clippers, it was so intense. Anytime they would like jack up a three, you thought it was going in from any of those guys. This kind of game, I mean, it started out slow for the Bucks. Later in the game, they got a little bit, they heated up a little bit towards the end. But anytime they're shooting a three, it's nothing that like really bothers me as much. It's just those rebounds, you're right? Not giving up the second chance rebounds and just kind of boxing as much as you can with Giannis and those guys in there because they are big. When Lopez shoots a three, there's one big guy out on the perimeter you have to worry about, but the rest of them can be pesky. And it's going to be – I'm just saying this game towards the end, I know it got close a little bit, but I just think this is going to be a tough series, and it's going to be fun to watch to see how the Suns do defend the three, which even if they're shooting wide open, I'm not as nervous, but just defending the three and just getting rid of those second-chance points – towards maybe next game or the game after that you just have to keep looking at that to see how they step up in that way and i think tonight they did just enough really towards the end to help their cause look if nine is close i'll, I'll take that all series long if yes that's, a, that's the closest the bucks can cut a lead to i'm fine with that uh, you know the you look at it and middleton uh and and Bryn Forbes and and Brooke Lopez hit their threes, right? If I had told you that and that they they hit them at a 44.4% clip, uh, the, the Bucks as a whole, you would have thought this was a game that was problematic for the Suns. And it wasn't that at all. I mean, they came through in every way. And I mean, that's what Jay Crowder scoring one point. One point from on Jay his Crowder. birthday on his birthday at the and that was in the last thirty seconds of the game as well. So he overall, only, he, he also he also missed the only free throw for the Suns. Yes, yeah, way to Son go, son of a bitch. It would have been a record. They had gone yep. twenty five for twenty five. The record was twenty one for twenty one in a finals, but they don't get that. But look, look, you you look at it and you feel good if you're the Suns. Yes, a lot of things went well. But it still wasn't everybody clicking. I mean, Jay Crowder wasn't hitting. A campaign was was pretty good, but uh, you know, wasn't wasn't great tonight. He had a few moments. There's still room for the Suns team to improve, and that's exciting. And Giannis again. I'll, I'll finish my Giannis point here, knowing that the again, this is going to be a series of adjustments, and we and we know that going forward. And you saw a lot of little micro adjustments throughout the game. You saw how you know the. The Milwaukee Bucks were starting with the drop coverage and they went away with that because Chris Paul and Devin Booker were carving them up. And then they started carving them up in other ways using the high pick and rolls. I mean, it's going to be really fun to see how they navigate those. 
Uh, but one of the adjustments that Milwaukee made was they put Giannis in at the five at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they started off on a 16-7 to run with that lineup. So it's going to be interesting moving forward to see how often Coach Bud from the Milwaukee Bucks deploys Giannis at the five and to see how well the Suns can figure it out. Because the Suns started to figure it out a little bit. Again, every adjustment that was made in this game, and thus the reason the Suns won, was because every adjustment that was made, the the Suns were ready for and it could and executed on their adjustments. Well, and I, I think this is you're gonna see this all series is it's a pick your poison situation, right? Uh, however the Bucks play, if they drop back on screen and roll, you're going to get killed by the monsters in the mid-range with, with Booker and, and CP3. If you if they step up, they're going to get killed by the, the lobs to Aiton. And, yep. and they mm-hmm. it both happened tonight. And, and I don't know how the Bucks are going to adjust to take away both. I just don't think that there's, there's a way for them to do that in the way they play. Their hope is going to be, Either Aiton has an off game or, you know, CP3 and Booker aren't hitting those mid-range shots in a game. And that's when when they're going to have a, a chance. But in a night like tonight where both factors are in the Suns' favor, I don't mm-hmm. see how the Bucks' defense can stop this team. No, and there's always someone that's heating up. I think Booker did a good job. It seemed like Chris Paul in the beginning of the game was a little bit, I don't know if he was nervous or what, but just he couldn't get his hand on the ball right away. And I think Booker really filled his shoes in the first quarter by taking over the offense, being smart, playing the right way, finding his teammates, getting to the mid-range, even getting to the rim and drawing fouls. That was really huge for the Suns to start off the game. And that's tough for the Bucks because it's like, okay, Chris Paul you know, starts out not so well. Oh, there's Booker. And then here comes Chris Paul in the third quarter. And then we have Aiton in between. You have Cam Johnson, who's just making a name for himself right now, mm-hmm. filling in those holes. Like, it's just so much for the Bucs to worry about. I think right now for the Suns, it's like Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton, of course, got he he was heating up towards the end. And but that's really, I mean, that is the as much. It's just the Suns themselves just have too many players right now for the Bucs. It looks like. Did you guys see how Devin Booker came dressed to the arena? Yes. Black shirt. Oh, yeah. It was. And then during that third quarter and and early fourth, it was like somebody had told him that Bobby Portis had killed his dog. (laughs) He was just like he was taking it at him. And he was like, I'm going full John Wick on you. This is not going to end well for you. I'm not happy. John Wick. Yeah, no, it was perfect. He wore was, that like in that car too, with the with the windows down. He oh always yeah, comes the, in with the windows rider. down. Yep. Yeah, he wrote he rode in lo- low and and left riding on a high. So it was, yeah. a, it was a hell of a a game for Devin Booker, that's for sure. And and then look, so many great performances. CP three showing that hey, uh, anybody that thought I wasn't made for this, anybody that wondered if this stage would throw me off or you know, if I was too old, whatever the case may be, he's shutting people up left and right. I mean, he came out and again, first quarter doesn't do much, doesn't do anything, doesn't score at all. And then just decides, all right, I'm going to take over. I'm going to, I'm going to make it clear that this is my game and I'll impose my will when I want. And just, just ran him out of the building, just took care of everything uh, for this team tonight and he and Devin Booker were, were closers. I mean, they just, they did what they needed to do to get the game one win. And somebody in the chat said it, and it's a great point. First win ever in that building for the Suns in a finals. Mm. And first time in the history of the organization that they've led a final series at all. This is, this is a different team. We've said it. There's something special going on. Uh, and that this is, uh, Again, the most complete team in Suns history. They're knocking on the door of being the greatest team in Suns history. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a ride, just like Booker's ride into the arena tonight. Yes. And, you know, my, my notes tonight for Chris Paul were this. Uh, <laughs> tweaked his ankle with 10-17 left in the third yeah. quarter. <laughs> and, Matthew, you know my, my affinity for 10-17. I noticed that that was the time when he did it because that's my birthday. Uh, so I'm like, oh, great. He tweaked his ankle. I'm like, tweaked his left hand. 16 points in the third quarter. All white tweaking his ankle and tweaking his left hand. He scored 16 <laughs> points in the third quarter. Like, yeah. I, I, you can't quantify how valuable he has been in these playoffs. You know, I said coming into this series, there's four different factors that could equate to a victory for the Phoenix Suns. One is free throw shooting. 
Okay. You look at tonight and we clearly outshot them from the line nearly 100%. We shot 96% on our free throws. They made 56.3% of their free throws. That's big. That's big in the finals. Those are free points. Okay. You're standing at the line. Okay. Whether they're counting or not, those are free points with the clock stopped. So I said that. I said our depth, which you saw tonight with Cam Johnson and Matthew, every time Cam Johnson does anything, I think of you. Because you are like you are like the leader of the Cam Johnson fan club. Oh no way! And when he did the pump fake, well, we talked about in our pre jam, which we were on Spotify Green Room. Oh yeah. uh, But we talked. Thanks for the invite. (laughs) Hey, you can jump on. You were listen, listen. You've been busy with ninety eight seven. You're doing all kinds of stuff with those guys, which is so fun to listen to. As I'm driving around the valley today, but the pump fake. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on there today. Bickley Murata. I was. Oh okay. All right. Very so. So de- so the 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 depth of the team, the defense of the team, which we saw again tonight, how you know the, the switchability, all those little things, and how they execute those, and then the leadership of Chris Paul, and you saw that again tonight. This, if this is a team, you know, and we talk about it all the time, and Monty talks about it, you know, you can't get happy on the farm. That is a great tagline. That's a great thing you can put up in in your locker room. Says, don't get happy on the farm. But when you have a man who is living and breathing that every possession on the floor and executing that, that is what equates to success. That was what equates to championships. This is championship level basketball. We've been watching for quite some time now in Phoenix. It's great that everybody's coming around and getting to watch it. And, uh, you know, seeing Chris Paul end with a stat line of 32 points and nine assists on 12 of 19 shooting four for seven from deep in his first ever NBA finals game is just exquisite. It's amazing. It's out of this world. And it's exactly what you expect from the point guard. And it's amazing to see him actually do so. It's 70, 73 points in the last two games from that's Chris That's insane, Paul. man. That is, he's, he's, he's basically a magician. Like in the third quarter, he just, he'll steal the game away from these, from the Bucks. Like honestly, if, if it's a close game or the Suns are in a slump or something, he pulls off these miracle plays like that and one three that turned into a flagrant one to really get everything going. He And it started with free throws, right? He got his free throws down, then he got a couple jumpers that bounced off the rim and then everything else, which is really easy for him. But he is a magician because he can just do whatever he wants in the mid-range, getting his guys involved, really doing whatever he wants with the Bucks, And that's just someone that, I don't think we've ever had on a Suns team, right? I mean, Steve Nash, yes. No, you're but, right. But to yeah. win it big and to show up this big, not like that. No, Steve Steve didn't have that instinct to, as often to just take over when it was needed offensively. Yes. He was always in that, I'm a distributor, unless yes. he was forced into shooting. Chris Paul just has this inherent sense of, this is the time I'm going to take over offensively. I'm going to put this away and then I'm going to get my guys involved again. I mean, the play where he drew Giannis and I think it was Middleton. It may have been drew holiday and found Aiton on -hmm. that pass that Aiton Mm -hmm. scored uh, just, just beautiful. And that's what his mid range game sets up. That's what all that, those shots that he makes sets up is the bucks are, are then hesitant to give him any room. They double and it opens Aiton up as well. Like, Chris Paul, unbelievable. But if you want to talk about magician and stealing, so how about Cam Johnson against Giannis and that yes. steal he got yes. in yes. the fourth? Cam Big Johnson time. came up huge in this game. And I know in the box score, he only had 10 points and three rebounds. But if you watch that game, he was an integral part of, of this, of everything they were trying to do. It was fantastic. I am, I am falling in love with, with Cam Johnson's game more and more all the time I watch him. And they talked about it. And, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's basically a, a brilliant guy, graduated in three years, getting his master's, now working on his dissertation. Uh, he He's like a Chris Paul. He outsmarts guys out there, even though he may not be the most athletic. I, I love what he's what he did in this, uh, in this game. Well, and same goes for Jay Crowder. I mean, you look at the box score, you see 0 for 8, 0 for 5 from deep, 1 point, one block, nine rebounds, and you're like, oh, Jay had a horrible game. No, Jay deed up Giannis. He took him out of his game. He played physical. He did all those little things that you need him to do in an effort to be successful. So, you know, that that being said, I'm going to actually bring in Dave King, joining us live from Phoenix Suns Arena. Dave, welcome to the pod. It's good to see you, buddy. Suns win. Suns, for the first time ever, have a lead in an NBA Finals. Did the Suns win? 
The yeah, Suns won this game Easily, tonight? my friend. Hey, Dave, did you fall wow. asleep again? Oh. No. Okay. Past 9 o'clock. I might have been distracted by the 20,000 fans screaming at the top of their lungs the entire game in, in, the, in this arena. It was just freaking incredible. It was just so fun to be at this game and to hear these guys. The, the, the level of the crowd, uh, John, you asked me before the game, is it louder? Is it quieter? What does it feel like in a final zone? It's like it's as if they added the bass to the, you know, the reverb so you can get like a deeper cheer going. That's how loud these guys were. It was incredible. About the same number of people, but it was guttural, the, the screaming all night long. It was really, really fun to be at this game. And Dave, then, Dave thought he was on a deadline the entire time. They're counting down. I got to get this done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the counting down from 10. Yeah, dude. That was so loud. I don't know how, you know, for a while in that last in the Atlanta series, I thought um, Giannis was using the count to actually get himself comfortable in, in making his free throws. But it was so loud in this one. I'm not sure if he ever got comfortable. It was, it was great. Now, the Bucks did not play very physical until the very end of the game. We'll see the Bucks play a lot more physical in, the, in game two. You can give DeAndre Ayton only so much credit, a ton of credit, a ton of credit. But uh, the Bucks only had, what, six free throws going into the fourth quarter, and the Suns had 21. That's like the reverse of that Lakers series. And so I feel like that's been, every game in this finals is going to be a little different than the one prior. They're going to hug up on Chris Paul. They're not going to give him. They're probably not going to switch as much. They're going to guard that paint. It's going to be totally different. But this game, the Suns have never had a lead, as you guys just said, probably about 10 times already on the pod. But the Suns have never had a lead in the finals. Never in 54 years had a lead in the finals. This is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's fa fantastic to see how the Suns came. I'm, I'm going to mute you, Dave, because you got a lot going on behind you. Uh, but fantastic to see how the fans showed up and showed out. And, I mean, you could you could feel it through the, your TV set. You could see it on the screen, as we mentioned. Uh, it was just a fantastic performance. Dave is talk to somebody uh, it's really funny to watch he's if you're watching himself. he's talking to himself he, he's, he's gone geriatric uh perplexed damage says can we talk about espo's superman no, man Carl? i was just talking to bob adlock the guy who produces all the hey. videos oh, wow. okay. man he has been through the ringer as well we all have with waiting for these guys to play well again he's my all right he's uh, a mentor of mine knowing him since he, i was 15 so geez. good man there bob adlock. all right i'll be back in a little bit guys all right you, you go go yeah. see those those so, post games okay. So the Superman curl, it's literally 110 in this closet, and I think my hair is melting. I think that's what's going on because the gel is not holding yeah. right now. Well, so I, I just want to – go ahead, Matthew. Oh, when I was watching the game, it's like every player over 30 is having the balding issue, it looks like. But then I think about the solar panel. I'm like, how do these guys keep their hair so nice? I mean, you're over 30, right, Espo? You, Dave? I'm almost 40. Yeah. Just, I, I don't know I'm the only one not over 40 and on the show. Okay, yes, I'll tell but, you what, though, on the solar panel, like it should be like the waft hair panel. Because you guys it. have <laughs> fantastic hair. Matthew and I always wear hats because I'm a bald guy, and Matthew is self conscious about his hair. So I'm just self conscious about everything. You, yeah, you about guys everything. Do you realize the Suns have a 1 0 lead in the NBA finals? <laughs> and, and that's we're what we're talking about. about. We're talking about yeah. hair. Well, I'll As, tell you this. I real yeah. quick, I want to thank everybody who's here. I want to thank you to the Jamsters and the Flaming Ballers in the chat who are donating via the super chat. We appreciate it. It allows us to continue to put on this fantastic content. Uh, shout out to his dudeness, too. He says, honestly, I didn't see uh, GA getting. That much time tonight, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm um, used to DA, but he played well. I thought Cam Johnson was great. I'm excited for game two. Go Suns. I agree with all of that right there. And hey, speaking of another guy who's got a solid hairline, <laughs> give it up to Saul Bookman, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it looks like he's in the principal's office. Yeah, who's, uh, whose office did you steal? Were the... you naughty? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was bad today. So uh, <laughs> The Suns were bad today, man. They were. They were. Uh, you know, that environment's like a party in there. It really is. It's like a, just a, one giant party. And uh, I, I, my biggest takeaway was obviously like the monsters of the mid range. Those dudes. <laughs> it was that I was I was laughing every single time. Brooke, poor Brooke Lopez tried to switch up onto Booker or CP. And it was just like, dude, you got no chance, man. Um, and then it got even worse with Bobby Portis tried to do the same thing. And it was just just cook them. They're just going to yeah. keep cooking them until they, they switch up. And then D.A., uh, takes advantage of the small guys down low. It was just it was a, a well-rounded game for a team that hadn't played for about a week, and 
um, I was I was very impressed. Same old song and dance, huh? <laughs> it was a song and dance, though. I'll take, for them, I'll though. take three more singles, uh, same old song and dances uh, to a title. I'll, I'll yeah. take it. Amen. And, and and it was a song and dance. When you look at Devin Booker and Chris Paul combined for 59 points on 20 of 40 shooting. I think that's math. Yeah, so 50% shooting from the field. I mean, that that's what you want from those and, and expect from those guys. What, and I, what, what did Mikhail, Cam... Both cams, Mikhail and Jay Crowder. I know Jay Crowder only had so one. So Jay had one. Mikhail had 14, so that's 15. Uh, cam Johnson had 35. 10, so that's 25. And then 35 when you add in the 10 points from campaign. And I know that that's what I believe on the Sun Solar panel the, uh, today on the audio version podcast that you guys released, I believe, uh, Saul, was that your yeah. you know, X factor? Was those guys right there, right? Yeah, I, I always say that if, if those four can chip in 40 points, this team, I, I I would love to see the stats on it, but I'm going to assume that they're basically undefeated when they when those four f- combine for at least 40 points. Um, I just think when you add that to whatever Booker, Aiden, and and D, um, and CP3 do, I don't know anybody in the league that can beat this team at at that point. So um, I was glad to see Mikhail bounce back in a big way uh, from the Clippers series tonight. He, he played very well. Uh, Jay Crowder. Didn't play well on offense, but he was tough enough on defense to, to at least contribute and not get yanked from the game. Um, but, man, you he, he was the only one to miss a free throw tonight. I know. Oh, <laughs> the last one. And God bless Sarge. Did anyone in the crowd, were, were they worrying about Sarge when he exited the game, or did they notice that he they, was gone? I don't, nobody really noticed. Nobody okay. really noticed. He, he, That's he kinda, Dario. He kind of he kind of limped right away. I saw what was happening. I didn't realize what was going on. I don't know if it was leg, it was his knee or his ankle or what, but he limped off and went straight to the locker room. He didn't even, he didn't even mess around with it, and he never came back. So, yeah, I, I Matthew jumped me just a little bit on this one, but I think it's almost time to retire the upcoming segment. The Sarge Smoke Break. Oh, poor Dario. Ooh. Looked like he did something. It was a non-contact to his right knee. I don't know how much we'll see of him moving forward in the series. It looks like we all need to reach out to Espo and say, hey, can we buy a little stock on Kaminsky Cove there? Because I know that you've had timeshares there now for a long, long time. And it's gonna we're going to see plenty more Frank minutes. And I think that that'll be adjustment for the Suns going into game two is how to make him somewhat effective when he's got to body up Brooke Lopez, right? I, I don't, don't know worry. if you're going to see more Kaminsky. Yep. I don't well, know if you're going to see more Kaminsky. More Cameron because, Johnson. That's what we need. Yeah, you're going to, you might see more Cam Johnson. You might see a few more minutes for DA like you did tonight. And Tori um, Craig. I think he can, and I think he can handle that. I think he can handle it easily. And, uh, you know, it, Kaminsky came in. He had his moment, and he did not fare well. And that was enough for money. And so he brought in Tori Craig, and they, they just basically went one man down the rotation and kept going. And yes. poor Kaminsky. Uh, let's be honest. The fish have rotted in Kaminsky Cove, and that stink, <laughs> that stank is Frank. All right, we don't need uh, we don't need to go back and visit the cove. We can uh, all all the properties boarded up. It's it's over. I, I we'll we'll leave it where it is. Give me uh, give me Tory Craig minutes. Give me Cam Johnson minutes. Give me more DA. Uh, I don't think we need to see Frank again. And uh, he 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 played his role this season, and that role is over. Yeah, Matthew, any any parting words for Dario? Because I don't uh, know if just, we'll see him. Just God bless him. He's been amazing this year. He's probably had five of the top ten plays this year for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and I can't wait to rewatch what? him in the offseason. What? I can't wait to put we need to put together like some sort of video for Dario and all those highlights. Yeah. It'll be one highlight of him dunking uh that one time Did it you was say a really the five five highlights or five seconds five out of the highlights? top ten <laughs> he said five out of the top ten highlights there's like five the valley seconds, oop yeah. and like then like five, a dario yeah. dunk in game like four five seconds Clippers. of him shuffling his feet in the paint yes yeah. or the one where he, he he drops a banana pill and slips on that after a dunk i love that yeah. one that, that that's the valley oop and then the valley oops is valley what oop. uh, <laughs> uh, from exactly. dario so well, we shouldn't be doing this. The man's hurt. I feel bad. Yeah. The valley oop. You let's talk about just dogging on him. Let's no. no we we love Dario, works. and it sucks mm-hmm. to see him not playing out there. But I'll tell you, a guy who did play fantastic. Watch twenty twenty one. In his first NBA Finals appearance, DeAndre Ayton twenty two points, nineteen rebounds, eight for ten shooting. This is a man, dude. 
That's all I got to say about DeAndre. I, I, I will say this. Chris Paul, I don't know if he said anything yet in, in the postgame, but he felt horrible, at least from his body language. Taking that last, last rebound? Taking the last <laughs> rebound, and then he came to the side and realized he took DA's 20th rebound away from him and uh, and then immediately went over to DA and, like, apologized and, like, gave him a hug and was like, my bad, my bad. Um, <laughs> so at least he acknowledged it in that moment. Uh, but still, like, D, DA, man, he was just – he was awesome tonight. Uh, yeah, he, he, you know, he had a little bit of a rough time in the first quarter against Giannis. But, you know, just like with any great player, it takes a little bit to kind of figure it out, and then, then he's good. And once DA figures it out and he's comfortable, it, it's, it's very, very hard to get by him. And, and uh, he, his defensive rebounding is just so damn unbelievably good. Um, it was like that at the U of A, too. He just has a knack for it. Um, and when he's into the game – there's not a better rebounder in the game, in my opinion, and, and D.A. was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I shed a tear when I saw the graphic on ABC that that D.A. became only the second player in NBA Finals history to go at least 20 points, 15 rebounds, and shoot 70% in their Finals debut. The only other guy, Lou Alcindor. Wow. So I the already... coin toss, the, the Suns have finally found their center. It was uh it was a beautiful thing from DeAndre Ayton tonight. Did everything you could ask, rebounding, scoring, going hard to the rim, uh, playing defense uh, as as hard as he could. Only only one real lapse on the defensive end, and I think it was more of a team rotation yeah. problem because they had uh, just switched there. the zone in that one. Yeah, yeah, it was the zone. Yeah. So so overall, I don't think you could have asked for more from DeAndre Ayton. Uh, if he just plays with with that toughness, those smarts, he doesn't have to have almost twenty and twenty every game. But if he plays with that that headiness, they're in good shape. So Matthew, yeah. I know you have an eight and watch yeah, uh, yeah. thing coming out on brightsideofthesun.com. Yes, Tell me what you saw tonight. Um, well, I saw that that dunk by Giannis on him was actually. I think that was good for Aiden. I think that's just kind of like feeling Giannis out. Just feeling like how much he can deal with and how much he can't, which he can deal with at all. He just wanted that push. And after that, Aiden was taken off for rebounding defense. Offense, he was three for three in the first quarter, which was beautiful. But his defense and rebounding, I think he was just really, really focused on that to help the team out. And in the second quarter, I was just like, DA, focus on the rebounding. Even though he didn't get 20, he didn't get that roast beef at 19 is perfect. And we're going to need this effort every game. So hell of a game, dude. I mean, I don't ever think he's not going to show up. So, I mean, I, I think we're kind of used to this, right? There's some bohemian beef. I mean, we'll give it to him, even though it wasn't. <laughs> we'll it, it was 19 and a half. We'll give it to him. All right. D Dave, what are your thoughts on DeAndre Ayton's performance this evening? Oh, man. I just thought it was incredible. I, I, he couldn't have played much better. He had to go against Robin Lopez and Giannis inside. Every, everybody thought the Bucks were just going to be so dominant uh, in, in, you know, in the paint. And they did not only were they not dominant on their end, but they weren't dominant on the other end either. It's just crazy, and now I got to run it because DeAndre Aiden just stepped up to the podium, guys. So <laughs> sorry, I got to back we'll, up. We'll see in a bit. Let us know what he says. Uh, you know, when I think about DeAndre Aiden, I gotta I gotta give a shout out to my best friend uh, Brad Boddington, who made a bet before the game began, a nine to one odds. He put a hundred bucks down, so I hope his wife's not listening on <laughs> DA getting thirty points and fifteen rebounds. And for a while there, it looked attainable. And I told him, I'm like, it might not be the best bet. I don't think he's ever done that in his career. But at the same time. As you see how this series is going to to play out, you can see a path for DA maybe putting up one of those 30 and 15 nights. Because if, again, the Suns and, and their guard play, if they can negate that drop coverage, it's lobbed to DA all day long. And when Giannis is on the court, Robin Lopez isn't clogging the paint. He's spreading the floor. We saw yeah. that. I mean, what, he went, what, three for five from three, something like that? So he's going to try to spread the floor, and that's going to open up the opportunity for rebounds for DA. But seeing DeAndre Ayton execute this way in a finals game, and we've watched this all playoffs long. I mean, he has been an aberration. And I think you guys were talking about it on uh, your podcast this morning when you were talking about uh, the DraftKings odds, and it was a plus 2,500 for DA. Uh, that is, that's where I would put my money is I would put it on DA because I think that he is 
he has potential. When you look at the statistics, when it's all over, he might win you a couple games here. And Espo, this is a good time. If you have any ad reads for DraftKings to go ahead and try to read them, just take less than five minutes like you did today. Well, hey, before he does that, I got to take off. I just All right. To, I got a long drive to get back to the house because I live gotcha. all the way out. It feels like in Tucson. But I do want to say this. Um, towards the end of the game, uh, Giannis, um, I don't know if you guys have hit on this, but he looked like he was favoring that leg. Um, he, he looked fatigued, when he, yeah. Every, every time he would come down, um, he would immediately pick that leg back up just to kind of make sure that he wasn't putting enough pressure on it. I'm not saying that he's going to be out for game two or anything like that, but it is definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the same position as he was tonight, doubtful, questionable, and a game-time decision um, as we move forward. So just wanted to throw that out there. Have a good Fantastic. night, guys. We'll Thank you, you Saul. Good night, man. We'll, see, we'll see you after game two, potentially. So let's go so, ahead. And so DraftKings, if you want to save some money, use the code DRYHEAT. You can uh, have a chance to win $10,000 and yada, yada, yada. Pick some good <laughs> things. Win some money. DraftKings.com. Uh, eligibility restrictions apply. Uh, see DraftKings.com for details. Uh, it's something like that. So Okay, and if we're throwing promos out there, I'll throw one more out there. The Jam Session podcast is brought to you by Just Sports. Enter the code SUNSJAM at checkout for any of your online orders and receive 15% off of your purchase. That's right. Let them know that the Suns Jam Session guy sent you. Again, that is promo code SUNSJAM when checking out at shopjustsports.com. I tried it in store again, and they threw me out. Yeah, they don't do it in store. It's all <laughs> online. That's where I'm they, getting I say all... Suns Jam Session at the register. They go, get the hell <laughs> out of here. <laughs> go online we don't want your business we I'm don't we don't know those guys uh but but real quick just finishing the deandre and talk before we get into a couple other performances tonight you know i i just i i love what he's doing for this team you need him to do what he's doing and he the fact that he is humble enough to execute it consistently is the x factor for this team if you were to ask you know other players in that draft to say, hey, listen, take a back seat, be be the number two, number three, number four guy offensively. Uh, I don't know if they could do it, and to see him do it in the manner that he has, especially in Game One of the NBA Finals, and that's what's crazy about the Finals right now, is when you start to see the names of Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, and they're talking about NBA Finals history and the names that are associated with that. It just your jaw drops seeing him next to Lou Alcindor relative to his statistics tonight it's just like holy shit man we won 19 games two years ago i just can't get over it it's crazy and honestly when you're seeing booker in the fourth hit those jump shots like nothing but net just like kobe i guess we can say that but it's just it's it's unreal because you are in the finals and he just has that where he can just finish a game hit the big shots it's just it's crazy, man. You got two of these guys doing what they need to do, and you got Chris Paul. It's just it's endless, and I'm just so appreciative of all of it. Well, look, so, DeAndre, DeAndre doesn't have to force his will or, and try to try to force things offensively. It doesn't have to demand the ball like like other people necessarily in that draft. I mean, he gets 22 and 19, and he does it on 10 shots. I mean, he was eight of 10. Like he doesn't have to be the guy that that sits there and says, "I have to be the focal point." of this offense because he gets it done and he gets it done in so many ways. Uh, defensively doesn't even show up on the box score. Uh, and and that goes along with those 22 points and those 19 rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, uh, I'd like, I'd like to welcome everybody that finally joined the bandwagon. We appreciate you being here. It took you a little while, but we'll accept you to the, the DeAndre Ayton fan club. <laughs> He's been telling us the whole time too, where it's just like, I'll let the offense come to us. We're like, no, get the ball like, earlier on. And look, where, I was well, wrong. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll say that to every bandwagoner who's here. You know, it's funny. You hear a lot of people, oh man, I've been a fan since 1993, Charles Barkley and this and that. And they're like, it's like, nah, you were a fan in 93. Like there's a difference, but that's okay. Like, I don't care. Like I go on my Instagram and my Facebook and, and Twitter and seeing people that, uh, I didn't know we're Suns fans. They're at the game tonight, and and I, I'm just I'm overjoyed. I'm happy. You're there. You're rallying the valley. You're doing what this team needs to be successful. Is having you there to get behind this team. And thank you to everybody. If you're watching or you're listening to this podcast, and you were at the game, game one, you were a difference maker. It's a fact. I heard a lot of the uh, 
uh, Milwaukee media. I was I've been looking at you know some of their things over these past few days, and every one of them mentions the the home court advantage that this team has. Not to say they have a home court advantage in the fact that their first two games are at home, but the impact that the fans make and what you're doing and how loud and sustained that is. That t- this team is a young team that thrives off of those moments that you're providing to them. So thank you. Thank you everybody for doing that. You know, it's, it's fantastic to see rally the Valley and keep, let's keep it going all the way until we get this championship. Cause I want 500,000 people in 110 degree heat celebrating yeah. a parade. I do too. I want to wear my Frank, the tank tank top outside. <laughs> Have yeah, him autograph it. But look, if, if you were a fan of Dan Majural or John <laughs> Bell or, the or, or Ran Dragic, I'm I'm glad to have you back in the fold now. <laughs> Look, I don't care. The the bandwagon can be ginormous. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've been here through all of it. I don't care. Enjoy the ride. Hell That's yeah. what this is about. It's about casual fans coming in and enjoying a, and becoming part of of the Suns family. It's about the valley, not about the small subject section of the Valley that rooted for this team when they won 19 wins. This isn't some damn exclusive club in, in Scottsdale that we have some velvet rope around. Everybody mm-hmm. come on in. Let's have some fun. It's a party. Yeah. This isn't Scientology. Anybody can get in <laughs> easier than that. I'm just saying this, to get th- this goes out to Facebook sons, uh, sons nation, all those different Facebook groups who I, I swear that's all I see on my Facebook feed is people trying to, you know, they're, they're bad talking the bandwagoners. It's like, why you so want dumb. the bandwagoners? Like, thank yeah. God the bandwagoners are here, man. Like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, let's, uh, let, oh. let's focus back on the game and, and this should be an interesting one. And I, I'm interested to see what you guys say and what our listeners say. Jam star of the game. Uh, this is a reminder, if you're watching along live, to go ahead, subscribe, rate, review, hit that thumbs up button. You can donate in the super chat like Sai Cho just did. Don't ask yourself, why not us? Or declare dominating. All this, all that this team needs to know is on Books Forearm, be legendary. And that's a $100 donation right here in the super chat. So we thank you. Uh, let us know who your jam star of the game is. Matthew, I'll start with you. Who are you dropping the jam star of the game to? Oh, this is actually really tough. I, I could give it to Booker and Aiden, but I'm going to go Cam Johnson just because it's crazy to see him in the Western Conference Finals step up in the way he has. I mean, he he has all this momentum from the Western Conference Finals into this game. Playing defense against Giannis, who may be 80%, but him helping out DeAndre Aiden, I think, was huge in the end. And, I mean, hitting the threes, he just is amazing. And then the Aiden watch that you know I write that we do on here might be like the Cam Johnson watch next year where he is just improving so much where it'd just be nice to really break down his play and watch him next year because he's going to be the starting power forward for the Suns, hopefully long-term. But, I mean, I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself. I just think that he just he's he amazes me. Out of everybody else, he amazes me the most, I think. Uh, for me, I'll give it to the Monsters of the Midrange. When you look at 59 points, 15 assists, <laughs> 6 rebounds, I mean, Devin Booker and CP3 came through in exactly the way that that you needed them to and that you want them to throughout this series. It's the reason why they were one and two in the MVP odds uh, in Vegas's mind. They're the stars here, and they're showing out, and they did in game one. Hopefully, we continue to see it throughout the series. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. Uh, shout out to Scott Lacey, who dropped five bucks. He says the Suns are a sharing team, and I want to share as well. So thank you for sharing. Uh, but I think that, you know, that kind of plays right into Espo's points about the monsters of the mid range because, you know, not only were they doing it with their effectiveness shooting in the mid range, but dishing the ball out. I mean, this team had 21 assists on 40 shots, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, 18 assists on 41 shots, but the majority of those came from Devin Booker and Chris Paul who combined for a total of 15 assists. And, you know, that that's the, the backbone of this team is ball movement, is finding those mismatches. And when they when the mismatches are uh, advantage sons, they're going to take advantage. And they did that again tonight. I got to go with Monsters of the Midrange with a, with a shout-out to DA. You know, I, I just the consistency that this guy has played with has been fantastic th- during this entire playoff run. Uh, it's something that we always had frustrations with during the regular season was his lack of consistency. And like now he's just straight up consistent. And, you know, you're seeing that across the board with all aspects of the Suns. Uh, 
just uh, you know everybody except for Jay Crowder. And you know what? That's great. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder went for one point tonight on 0 for five from I'll deep and that. 0 for eight. I'll take that, and we won because you know He'll what? Have Jay Crowder his game. Is gonna, exactly. He's going to have yeah. his game just like he did in Game Six against the Clippers when it was closeout time. All of a sudden, the dude couldn't miss. So if you're having one of those games where Jay Crowder isn't doing anything, fine by me. You know, this is a game where. The majority of the points on both sides were scored by the starters, not the bench. We only had 22 points off of the bench. Uh, 10 from campaign, 10 from Cam Johnson, 2 from Torrey Craig. But I want to give a shout-out to Torrey Craig because I really think he had a positive performance. Uh, he's a guy who is going to have to play a lot of those tough defensive matchups. You saw a lot of time on Middleton, even and Middleton was just shooting over him. And Middleton's going to – he's insane, dude. Like, that guy is a, you know, a fire starter waiting to happen. But he's going to get a lot of minutes in this series, and I think that – you know, now as we look towards game two, Thursday night, the only game of the series that's just a day after a day. Everything else is like two and a half, two days apart, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So it's going to be a long series relative to that. But, you know, the Suns are going to have to make adjustments. The Bucks are going to have to make adjustments. I think this is advantage money. You know, I don't feel like we're going against Ty Lue, who is known for his adjustments. I feel like Budenholzer is not somebody who's really super great on adjustments. Am I wrong to say that or think that? Um, I, I don't really know. Honestly, he's a guy that I, I was listening to no dunks today and they brought up the fact like, Hey, if they didn't make the series, he might've been out. And it's so true. He might've been gone from this team. So he might still be after this series, but adjustments, I'm not too sure. But one thing that he has to worry about is if Giannis is going to play one thing that we're all going to talk about before the start of the game is if Giannis is playing or not, how healthy is he? So mm-hmm. I guess you just go off of that. But to me, I don't know if he's, really the adjustment kind of guy what do you think espo well look i i think the adjustment that they hope happens is that Giannis is a little bit healthier which it looked like as saul said he may have uh tweaked that knee again so i don't know that that'll happen and that chris middleton is more efficient uh that's he wound up at 12 of 26 tonight right so yeah so that's that's problematic sure he had 29 points but that's just not effective when chris middleton shoots 48% 48% from mid-range and 40% from three, which he has done multiple times this playoffs. They're next to unstoppable. That's what they're hoping for. Chris Middleton is a less uh, a less consistent Devin Booker in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. He, he has that ability that Devin does in from the mid-range, from three, uh, in the post on a, on a smaller guy, but he doesn't do it as consistently. The Bucks have to hope that Chris Middleton finds that that Giannis is, is a little bit more and drew holiday comes up uh, a little bit more as well. He was only four 14 for 10 points. There's not a lot of adjustments Budenholzer can make when, when his stars aren't, it didn't play well. That's, that's the adjustment. Hope you your go. stars play better in game two. Yeah. And that's something we, we know as Suns fans, you know, we saw that in game five against the Clippers where, both Devin Booker and Chris Paul were having a hard time. They, they were getting those shots from the mid-range, but they weren't going in, and that was essentially the adjustments. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. When the shots go in, it's going to be a closer game. Uh, Todd Jacobs in the chat, one of my good buddies who is a Bucks fan, he said, uh, Budenholzer was going to be fired, but learn to adjust in the Nets and the Hawks series. I mean, when Trey Young isn't playing in the last two games, I don't know how much of adjustment is that, that is. Yeah. To be fair, though, he had to change things when Giannis was out and pulled the right strings. There you he go. Put, he put that team in a position to win with what he did. So, so I'll give him that. I just don't think uh, there's not other than trying to figure out a defense that can both stop Deandre Ayton and stop mid range shots and stop corner threes from falling. I I don't know that there's much of an adjustment. And if he can figure that out, he should get a lifetime contract with the Bucks because that's basically impossible when the Suns are hitting on all those levels. Yeah, and Boogie Trends said um, Middleton is annoying as F. And it's <laughs> it's true, but I would rather have Middleton be annoying as F than like a Paul George or a superstar like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Middleton himself, he's probably like an all-star version of TJ Warren, the way I look at it. I just I like I that comparison. If, if he goes off, it's it's fine. It is annoying, but you'd rather that be him than someone else that can really, really take over a game on both ends. Look, the Clippers to the Bucks is like going from Halloween the movie to Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> it like, really it's is. just it, it like it, the, the Clippers are, are annoying. They're that villain. The Bucks are difficult to dislike. Like I, yes. I don't have immense hatred Me for neither. the Bucks. Like it's just and I and, and maybe we'll get there. Maybe, maybe there's maybe there's something that happens in the series where I just despise the Bucks. 
I just don't see it after coming off a series like we did with the Clippers and playing the Lakers earlier in this playoff. And, and Denver. A lot. And Denver with Compazzo and Austin Rivers. Yeah. Like, there were villains all along this this uh, this ride for the Suns and get into the NBA Finals. The Bucks they don't have that true villain because, like I said earlier, Giannis is a hard guy to hate. I respect that guy. I respect his story and how he plays. Uh, Drew Holiday is a hard defensive guy, but he's not a dirty defensive guy. He's not Patrick Beverly light. No, he's mm-hmm. somebody who plays hard nosed defense, and you know he'll admit it when he's getting a little too. Uh, frisky and you know he calls his own fouls and things like that middleton is one of those guys who just a he's a flamethrower at times you'll see it somebody also said he's kd light in there and i can see that at times where he just he can't miss and he makes really really tough shots so and pj tucker who other fan bases absolutely couldn't stand we love pj tucker here in phoenix he's the one guy though it could be the old dark knight you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain we may get that in this series with pj tucker He's the oh, we'll one guy I go, sure. maybe, but I don't want to have to dislike him. Did you see what shoes he was wearing at uh, warm-ups yesterday? He's wearing the like bookers, right? bookers. Yeah. 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 Can I get into his mind? He did the same thing with KD, right? He was wearing KD's shoes yeah. in the Nets series. So, Speaking well, I... of shoes, a big congratulations to friend of the program, Langston Galloway, who yes. unveiled tonight his own shoe brand called Ethics. That is, uh, he decided... He's a big shoe fan. Uh, he wanted to leave it a legacy for his kids. So he launched his own shoe brand that's all based around how he fought from not being drafted, playing in the G League, getting to the NBA Finals. So a big tip of the hat to Langston, who wore those tonight and uh, will start selling those in the fall. So exciting news from him. Yeah, and he teased it on Saturday's show. We asked him, what, what shoe game do you have? coming up for the finals yeah. we had no clue and he goes i got something big well he came through he had something big his own his own brand so gotta gotta love langston galloway and uh, you know a, a great friend of the show for the sun solar panel and it's always great seeing him when he comes on there you know just another quality individual that makes up this roster for the phoenix suns so yeah. speaking uh, of speaking of brands if you go to shirts.sunssolarpanelpod.com we've got a new Win one for Al T-shirt, which is an Al McCoy uh, T-shirt oh. that that I love. It, that was my a favorite. It's a great T-shirt. We're there gonna have just a new, so many good shirts. We're gonna have a new one for every game in the series. We only have five designs, so hopefully it, it's up to five. <laughs> five. Or we're gonna have to work work overdrive to get that yeah. sixth and seventh. But uh, we're being optimistic right now. All right, so VD Kings in the chat before we get out of here. Guys, game two prediction. Start with you, Espo. Well, pessimistic Espo is back because I'll be in the building and I seem to uh, never get to see a win in that building, even when I worked there and was at pretty much every game. So uh, so I don't know. I, I that, that scares me, but I still think the Suns are going to take care of business at home uh, i just think it may be a little closer than it was tonight and a little uh, a little more gut-wrenching to get the win that actually scares me too because if the suns are losing this game i might have to call security and then watch <laughs> you from the other side of the I'll, building take you out <laughs> if, if they, down if, the stairs if they start losing big i'll just take myself out, okay. out to the parking okay. lot all right and, uh, yeah i think they'll win i'm just kidding don't worry yeah. before the chat freaks out and and floods uh floods my twitter stream i think it'll be all right yeah, Matthew, I think what do you win got? too. It's it's gonna be really tough. You know, if Giannis starts, if he doesn't start, it's gonna be really tough. I think they got some kind of momentum towards the end of the game. I think that's just like the last run, like I said. But I mean, it's it's the finals, man. It's supposed to be tough, even if it was only a nine point game. And then you know the, the Suns could have let them closer, but they didn't. I mean, it could be closer than that the next game. I still just think it's going to be a win by the Suns. Hey, to to Bills fan twenty twelve in the chat, <laughs> if you want me to stay home. Twenty six thousand dollars is the number. <laughs> if you guys get to twenty six thousand, I'll sell my ticket and I won't go to the game. Well, well, here you go. Here's here's the other side of hard, if you will. Uh, Matthew and I have good luck when we go to games. I remember years ago when when years ago, like two years ago, when uh, DeAndre Ayton was a rookie and Matthew and I were at a game. We saw him score twenty points in a quarter. I mean, we've seen a lot of really good games in there. We were there for Game Five when the Suns blew out the Lakers. So two on one. 
you you bring the negative juju. We got the positive juju right here. We're gonna bring back a victory for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I want to go up 2-0 in this series, and I think that everybody in the chat agrees as well. So yeah, but we were in the Blue Moon Lounge during that quarter. I think John. <laughs> that is no, no, we came, but no, we yeah. were there. We were there. Oh, it was we the were? third quarter. Okay. Yeah, we were there. Okay. We were just intoxicated. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to get out of here. So this is a reminder to everybody to follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Phoenix Fans app, at Suns Jam. You can follow the Sun Solar Panel at Sun Solar Panel. You can follow me at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew. I'm Matthew Lissy. You follow Espo? Uh, at only Suns fans. No. Uh, <laughs> at Espo. <Espo. laughs> At Sunsfan in 93, not since 93. Uh, and this reminder, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and smash that like button while you're here. Feel free to donate uh, via the Super Chat. Subscribe, rate, and review if you're on listening on the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network. And leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it right here on the pod. Like Arturo Villa Cordova, he said, Great listen. Barbecue chicken isn't my thing, though. I prefer some tacos and beer with my sons. So thank you for that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, on that note, Matthew, you got anything else for the for the folks out there? Um, if Espo doesn't steal it, go home and love your family. <laughs> and go home and love your Giannis as well. And yeah. I'm at home, so I'm already here. So take care, Suns fans. We're gonna we'll see you live after game two. Uh, we're gonna be at the game, so it's probably gonna be about an hour later. Traffic getting out of there, everything. So we won't be live right after the game. But to our loyalists, you know that we'll be here live for you after the game. So let's stream it from the car while we're driving home. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's well, I'm gonna be taking an Uber, so I could. <laughs> All right, Superman Curl, we're out of here. Take care, everybody. Bye.